The following program is being brought to you on the Seventh Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit SeventhWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. In these times of rapid change, chaos, and crisis... A new wave of legendary leaders is rising up to answer their higher calling. Many are not famous nor have followers, though some do. They are brave individuals like you, seeking your highest truth and committed to deep personal change. Welcome to Legendary Leaders, Answering the Higher Calling with your host, Maria Danley. Here is the innovative support you've been looking for to become the legendary leader you are destined to be. Now, here's Maria Danley. Hello and welcome to Legendary Leaders Answering the Higher Calling. I'm your host, Maria Danley, and it's good to be with you whenever you're listening to this show. I always appreciate your time and attention, so I thank you for being here. The Legendary Leaders radio show focuses today on new frontiers. We'll be exploring these questions. What is your new frontier? Why is it important for you to pursue new frontiers, even when your life is overflowing and too full as it is? We'll talk about the importance of new frontiers for all legendary leaders. We'll explore places to find new frontiers that will fulfill you, stretch you, and inspire you. Our guest today is Warren Bellows, an adventurer and leader who courageously and continually explores new frontiers, two of which are floral acupuncture and multidimensional landscape painting. And if you don't know what those are, Warren will talk a bit about them, so they'll become more clear. This will be a fun and illuminating conversation, so <clears throat> please stay tuned. We're keeping the, fi- the phone lines open today, so if you have a question or a comment, anything that you want to talk to us about, we'll be opening the lines th- throughout the whole hour. So please call one 472 5795 And Warren and I would just love to talk with you throughout this hour. So keep this number handy and call us at 1-866-472-5795. Also, we have a new Facebook fan page for all of you legendary leaders. You can find it by going to the HTTPS forward forward slash www.facebook.com legend forward slash legendary leaders radio show you need to put the all four words in legendary leaders radio show and we that's where you'll find us we're building a community there so please join us and you can find information about upcoming shows and we would love to hear from you there as well also if you'd like to reach me directly 
You can contact me to make comments or if you have a question or if you're interested in having a reading with me, a personal one-on-one higher self reading, you can reach me at maria at legendaryleaders.com. That's an email address where you can find me directly. So why today? Why are we talking about new frontiers? With all that each of us has on our plates, how can we fit in more stuff? It certainly feels like the world is spinning. Things are going faster. It's getting more chaotic, more crazy out there. Why in the world wouldn't we want to focus on new frontiers? Well, we're going to be exploring that in this hour. New frontiers is not about doing more. It may actually for you be more about doing less. Or it may be about doing something else for you, something different than you're, than you're doing. It is about facing your unknown, the hidden, the beautiful, the fearful or exciting unknown. And here's the good news for all of you legendary leaders. You are natural explorers. You like to explore new frontiers. They come naturally to you. It's in your DNA and a part of who you truly are and always have been. It's a fact that legendary leaders continuously explore new frontiers. It's what they like to do. Now, there are infinite possibilities of new frontiers to explore, as you well know. But what would it be like for you to consider, especially in the beginning of this hour, what would it be like for you to consider exploring a new frontier for yourself sooner rather than later? Well, let's talk about some of the categories of new frontiers. Warren and I are going to go into depth more about what we're doing in our new frontiers, but these are some that may interest you. So I invite you to listen and imagine whether or not you have a passion in one or more of these new arenas. Why is it important to continually stretch into the unknown? Well, for one, it keeps you awake, alive, it keeps you growing, it stretches you, it opens you up. And as leaders, you are the pathfinders, you're the map makers as we're moving into this new world. And as you stretch and grow with your curiosity and you lean into that curiosity and your interest and you keep exploring, you're actually creating not only in the brain and your body, but pathways, new neural pathways that are opening pathways for others as well. So here are just a few places that you might want to think about as as new frontiers for you. Now, some obvious ones would be travel, you know, places you haven't been to. Is my new frontier to actually get out and go someplace I've always wanted to go to really give myself that vacation or that maybe even move someplace new? Perhaps for you, it's decluttering. Now, that can be on your to-do list. Many of us have that on our to-do list, decluttering your home, your car, your office. But as you do that, you actually open a new frontier of possibility of receiving. Whole new thoughts, new ideas can come in. For some of you, the new frontier may really be just letting go. Letting go of a relationship that isn't working, a career, a pattern, or behavior that just no longer is working for you, but holding on to that is keeping you smaller. Is the new frontier for you just letting go of that relationship, career, pattern? Another area of new frontiers might be exploring vibrant health and not just go to the gym and and lose weight, but how do you really focus on healing for yourself? What would be something pleasurable, something you would really care about? Or is your healing want to be to help heal others or to focus on an area in the planet that needs healing and you want to focus your meditation, your love, your caring there? Another frontier is definitely in your spiritual practice. 
in meditation, exploring new terrains, could be in the subconscious or other worlds that you go to meditatively, like the fairy realm, Lemuria, Sirius, spending time exploring different states of imagination, expanding your love for perhaps a deity that you care about, a religious figure, or your higher self, focusing on love. All of those are infinite in terms of their exploration. Another frontier for you may be areas that frighten you. So is your new frontier getting more conscious in an area that may frighten you, owning for perhaps an addiction and doing something about it? Or is it really letting yourself mourn and let go of something in the past to move through it and see what treasures there in your future? Is it saying goodbye to something or someone? That could always be a new frontier. Another idea could just be stopping what you're doing to give yourself space. If you just stopped pushing yourself with the constant demands, if you really set that down, could or would you be willing to set down the structure to face the unknown that would be left in that void by stopping? And quite frankly, embracing the unknown is another frontier. Being with what is, being with what is uncomfortable for you. Another idea, we have only three to hear more to go, new projects. That's a new frontier. The ones at home waiting for you or your new frontier may be letting that dream or project that you've been wanting to do for decades, letting it go and realizing, yeah, it's outdated. It's not current. Perhaps your new frontier could be your creativity. Hallelujah. And boy, are we going to talk about that next with Warren. Is your frontier buried deep inside of your creativity and you're afraid to look for it or afraid that you may not have that creativity or the level of creativity that creativity that you think you have? And if that's the case, would it be okay to make messes and feel vulnerable for a little while just to play without the demand of creating something valuable, something wonderful and marketable? That may be your new frontier, a fun one. And lastly, and again, these are just some frontiers, certainly not all of them, but exploring your dream or your passion. Is it giving yourself permission to explore your passion and dream the one that you dare to dream, the one that you're willing to become a dreamer, actively seeking after your dreams, expanding your imagination, creativity, and innovation to stretch into new possibilities you'd never have known before. These are just some of the frontiers as ideas to get this conversation kind of going here. We are all in the time of chaos and the strange attractor, many of you may have heard of those words, the strange attractor, whatever that is, where the old rules that once worked in our world no longer apply. And speaking of stretching into the unknown and strange attractors, I'd like to introduce my guest today, Warren Bellows. I've known and worked with Warren for a number of years. He is a wizard of healing, and Warren has the reputation of the go-to healer for all of the medical intuitives in the Bay Area. He has the miraculous ability to turn around any difficult transformation and make personal growth a joy. Warren Bellows is an extremely innovative leader. In his past, he boldly went into three cutting-edge territories, one, becoming a VP of marketing for the first herbal tea company, Celestial Seasonings, two, Warren participated in the groundbreaking experiment in Finhorn, Scotland that worked with nature spirits and built a spiritual community. 
And three, after building a 30-year practice in Taoist five elemental acupuncture, Warren innovated a revolutionary system of healing, which combines specific acupuncture points with corresponding Bach flower essences. Today, Warren Bellows continues his private practice in floral acupuncture, and he focuses his creativity on being a painter who captures multi-dimensional images on canvas. And boy, he does. I love his artwork. Please welcome my friend, Warren Bellows. And Warren, if you're there, hello. I'm here. Are you there? I'm certainly here. It's good to oh, have you good. here. We, oh, we made connection. I, was, I wasn't certain that we were in some sort of altered universe. Oh, so you couldn't hear what we were saying on the show. I could hear what you were saying, but I didn't know if I was really connected. Well, Warren, you're, you're, always, you're always in an alternative universe. <laughs> what, what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, good. I'm so glad. <laughs> yes. You're, you're, currently, we are tapping into the, the same and multidimensional universes together. Um, I want all of you out there, when, when this show is done, to go look at to www.wbellows.com to see his extraordinary and visionary work. We'll mention that again. Again, it's www.warrenw bellows.com absolutely so warren after hearing what we were just talking about anything you want to comment on is something that oh well first of all i was just mesmerized by what you were saying um i thought all the criteria um, criteria of new frontiers was really interesting to you know so i have a laundry list as you were going through it <laughs> <laughs> so uh one i appreciate that a lot <clears throat> um and also i just i'm one of the things you were talking about is creativity and why do we want to even be on the edge. And I think the idea that, you know, we want to be on the edge because that's in our DNA is really important. Mm-hmm. It's like on some level I can say, oh, I'm a double Aries. Mm. That's why I want to be on the edge. <laughs> you know, and so double Aries. I didn't Aries even know that. that. What, what, what does double Aries mean? Well, double Aries, I mean, you know, sun and moon and air, I mean, sun and um, rising sign in Aries, which is all about the pioneer. Oh, the pioneer. Okay, so, you know, so there is a part of me that has always been the pioneer, but I don't think it has anything to do with astrology. Mm. I think it has a lot to do with curiosity and, you know, the inquisitiveness of things. Yeah, yeah. And and there's a lot of people who are inquisitive. There's also also a lot of people who are not inquisitive. Mm -hmm. And so I think what you, who, who you're talking to, I mean, how who I hope you are talking to on this radio station, are people who say, you know, I've always wondered if. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've always wondered about this. I, gee, you know, if I gave myself time, what would I do if I really explored this? Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting too, Warren, is that with us being so squeezed, I mean, since time is speeding up and it's so chaotic and at the same time having so much on our plates... It feels like uh, stretching into a new frontier for, for many people would seem like, I just don't have time or space or money, so let's not even go there. But that's why I wanted to ask, why do you think it is important, Warren, for legendary leaders to stretch into new frontiers? I know it's essential and it's important, but what, what do you think about that? Uh, that's a good question. Um, well... I'm not sure I can talk for legendary leaders. Um, About you, from then. From <laughs> my point of view, <laughs> whether I am that or not is something, you know, whatever. It's like, um, from my point of view, is there's a deep connection I have with humanity. 
deep connection I have with other humans, even though I live here in my up here on Moonshine Road, you know, away from humans. <laughs> but there's a deep connection I have for the human condition mm-hmm. and human consciousness. And that I've always imagined an, another universe, another reality in which, you know, people could actually get together and, you know, actually have civil conversations and then have to, you know, go into these blaming kind of things. And I've always imagined that there's some way in which that we are headed towards a world that's like that. Mm. And that where we are right now, it's not a world like that at all. Well, it hasn't been. And I can start seeing it change as you were talking about in, in the sea of chaos that's going on right now. I can start seeing glimmers of new lands and new energies and new ideas and new possibilities arising. Yeah. So the thing that I think is, is so important and why we need to, you know, look at the next frontier, even though we're so busy, mm-hmm. is because I imagine that people listening to this and yourself too, Maria, is that we really care about the evolution of human consciousness. Yeah. That we are a... Human consciousness is a, is a being, you know? It's a, it's a big... It's a big idea, mm-hmm. and we're all participant in that big idea of, you know, bringing spirit and matter together in consciousness on this plane, and there's something very exciting about that. And each of us has some way in which to bring, to tie the string of spirit coming into matter and matter going back into spirit and stuff like that, and that we each hold a key to that, and yeah. that goes back to your list. You know, is it something, is it an art form? Is it a service? Whatever it is, it's like whatever it is that really gives you, sort of vibrates your heart. And it helps knit the heavens with the earth. Then that's what we need to be doing, not only for ourselves to live a happier, less stressful life, but also to actually give service to the planet by our exploring that road that we're exploring and opening up a... Uh, this is one of the things you said is I really loved, is you're opening up a road so other people can follow it. Yeah. yeah and like what is it, the gift that you really love to do and that you explore that door and you finally figure out how, what the lock combination is and you open it, you have just opened a door to hundreds of thousands of people who are looking, have been looking for that door. Wow. That's an interesting thing. Well, you know, when I had Barbara Marks Hubbard on the show, she was talking about how this, there's this force that's billions of years. I feel like that was Carl Sagan. Billions of years where, Uh where nature is evolving itself with or without us. It, It has a force and a drive and a dream of its own. Absolutely. And to be consciously connecting our dream or our, um, our thread in that mix, finding our own evolution in the process. It's something that each of us can do, but it's also the, one, of the, the, one of the most exciting things happening. Warren, I'm noticing there's a lot of wind there. Are you out in yes, the... Yes, I just, yeah, I just, I'm coming in. Oh, okay. <laughs> the then wind might, just went through my ear. You free, you free and wild spirit, you, out there in the wind. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what were you asking me? 
Um, well, I was just saying how this force is happening and it, it, to be a part yeah. of it, to be one of the either leaders. And when I say leaders, I, I'm, I'm so broad in my term with that. Anybody doing their inner work and cleaning up their own inner world to reach, keep reaching for more and reaching for some kind of a higher purpose. They're, they're the leaders and, um, you know, they may not be known or anything like that, but I think the leaders, which I call them legendary, are, are people who are actively seeking what you're talking about, that being in alignment with evolution or, or knowing they're a part of it in some way rather than resisting it. Well, yeah, you know, Maria, and I think it is knowing your part, but it's also not knowing your part. I'd like mm-hmm. to just talk a little bit about not knowing. Oh, is absolutely. That... <laughs> Please. <laughs> I, I am an artist exploring frontiers, and one of the things about frontiers is you, you think there's a nice, beautiful valley down over that ridge, and it turns out to be, you know, a snake pit. <laughs> you know, you never know what you're, when you're exploring, you never know what you're going to come up against yeah. And in, in terms of your exploration. So, um, it, it's the willingness to make lots of mistakes. And have, and even challenge your own belief system about what you think should be or how it should be. Or when you see a ridge like that, it really is, a, you know, a fertile valley on the other side. So you know, there's a there's a way in which not knowing is really important in terms of your discovering something new. So not knowing your own, we're we're talking about purpose in a way. Not knowing, you know, what what they handed you before you came into this planet and you said, you know, this is what you should do. You know, when, if you don't really know that, it doesn't matter, but you, to know what it really is. But for me, it's important to have the courage to explore that edge and find some hints of what that might be. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we've, we've talked about this and, um, and one of the questions many people will ask me when they come to a reading is, you know, what is my purpose? And I think we have this idea. It's a one, one thing. Okay. Your purpose is to go to France and help the, I don't know, right. the starving children there or something. Right. But there, what I realize more and more is that we're always discovering more and more of who we are, more of ourselves. And in the process of that excitement, these new frontiers just start opening up. That's and nice. I, I can speak for myself and say that, I would never have known that so much of this year is exploring more about my gut and this microbiome, the, this whole ecology inside my body, for example, learning about it, how to feed it, how to get out the bad bacteria. It is a whole frontier of microorganisms that I didn't even know existed in a few months ago. And is it a new frontier? You bet it is. And decluttering my home. Well, we just finished with a woman this morning decluttering around my desk. And you realize that's a new frontier too. Instead of something like to check off on a to-do list with a predetermined idea that this is my goal, this is where I'm going, it's like, no, this is well, more Well, just create expression. a lot of guilt if you haven't accomplished it? Hmm, that's true. You know, and for me, you know, guilt doesn't really work. <laughs> no, it doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't work. It doesn't do anything except make you feel like a piece of shit. So, I mean, it's like really is that, you know, well, it, it's like when I, when I paint. Um, I, you know, I put down a stroke and I have an idea of what I want to accomplish. You know, I want to make it more light or I want to make it, you know, this, that, and the other thing. I want it to move this way. And I put it down. And if I immediately go into judgment about, you know, when the hell did you do that for? 
and it's a, it's awful, is really different than looking at it and saying, now what do I accomplish by doing that? Mm-hmm. Is there something I want? Do I want to respond to that? So the to you know what I just did, and I think that's about life and, and about our purpose. Is it's not really, and we talked about it in our last conversation, as I recall. Yeah. So we don't need to revisit that. But it's not about feeling guilty about your decisions and what you thought you were really doing in terms of a form. And, you know, but it's really about, well, I really explored that part of the frontier, and I realized, you know, that that doesn't really work. That's yeah. not good for me. Or, gee, there was a part that really did work, and I need to explore that part. So in terms of being um, um, on the frontier and exploring and, you know, if, and buying into the fact that you really like to explore and see the frontier and you want to help consciousness evolve on the planet, you know, if you really want to do that, then, well, start something. Hmm. Tell, tell, me, tell us all about your, your painting. I mean, I, I, it's pretty wild to say you're a multidimensional artist trying to get that on, in painting, which is, can seem like a flat surface. Tell, me, tell us more about your creative process. That's a huge question, but any aspect of it. That, you know, just sort of, because yeah, you're, well, you know, you're on I the think, edge all the time, I, Warren. You are. Um, there's a lot of things I can say, but I, let me just say, I was working on a painting um, about the last two hours, and it's, uh, actually, it's not a landscape at all. And it's a, it's a floral thing. It's a, you know, a big vase with flowers coming out. And I haven't done something like that for like 12 years. Mm-hmm. And the thing about my paintings, what, this is what I'm really interested in. And I can use whatever form I want. It can be a landscape. It can be multidimensional painting. It can be a floral, whatever it is. I am really, really interested in the translation of energy to matter. Mm. How do we... Life is, to me, very energetic. I'm an acupuncturist, so I see energy. It doesn't mean I, if you're an acupuncturist, you see energy, but I see energy, and I became an acupuncturist because I do. Is, but I can see the cusp between where energy distills into matter and matter distills into energy. Mm-hmm. And that there are many layers and levels that, you know, in that translation, um, which that's not what I'm going to talk about right now. But the thing is, in my painting, is how can I portray what is so, like a bowl of flowers or a landscape or something like that, but also hearkens and shows the energetics underneath? Mm. And how can I do that together so that people who are comfortable with matter can be willing to all of a sudden look at, oh, well, gee, it's moving, or it's, you know, there's, there's, Something here, I don't know what to call it, moving mm-hmm. around. And those who are energetic can also see how the energy you know, connects with the matter. I'm sorry, am I being too, uh, too much here? Oh, gosh, no. No, no, no. You're, you're, opening, you're opening this, this whole well, area up. It's like, here's the physical thing you expect in a painting, and here's the energy behind it, but well, you, so much that's more. Really important. Well, what's important for me is not so much as an artist and, oh, I'm another Van Gogh or I'm doing this, that, and the other thing is because I think that's the frontier that we are engaging with right now. Is, and this is why I'm doing it artistically, because that's one of the forms I do, and it's also what I do with my healing work, which is another form in which I explore the question of the space between energy and matter, and mm-hmm. how does that really work, and how does that translate? 
And it's, I think, a fascinating inquiry. Yeah. And it takes you down into, in medicine, it takes you down into homeopathy, acupuncture, floral acupuncture, uh, a lot of, lot of, you know, uh, trans, trans, what do you, what do you call it? Um, I'm sorry. I'm um, forgetting. Never mind. It's, I don't think I can help you. <laughs> all these different healing modalities. Okay. Which are dealing with, you know, cranial sacral and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's all dealing with about how energy and matter really connect, and they're just giving tons of maps. So, as a, a someone who is exploring the frontier, anyone who's exploring the relationship of energy and matter um, is right on the cut. I mean, they're right in the, there's a whole group of us. <laughs> Well, I can imagine, but then, you know, Einstein just sort of blew the whole thing open. He said, well, actually, there is nothing physical here. It really is all energy. And they go, then what is matter? This is a major question, really. It um, is. know, really we It's a way interesting question. Yeah, because all of a sudden I mean, we, we think really we're in a... Su- I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry, go ahead. I, I, no, I was just going to say, we, we, we think we're in this solid world, you know, that you're, yes. you're, everything is solid. Okay, yes. this is solid, and this all makes sense. Yes. And then you get some scientists come along and say, well, actually, you know, really, it's an illusion that it's solid. Mystics, of course, have been saying that for thousands of years. But still this idea that, so what is it if there's if each atom has mostly space with just maybe a speck of physical matter, what the heck is real matter? As a matter of fact... As a matter of fact, mm. we're going to go on a break. We'll be back in just a, a moment here. We're, we're going to take this break, and you can all think about your relationship with energy and matter as we explore the new frontiers. We'll be back in a moment with Warren Bellows. Thank you. Welcome back. We're here with Warren Bellows and uh, a lot of interesting ideas here. You know, when I was writing that list of possibilities of, of new frontiers, it, it was funny how it just jumped out this idea that for many of us, the frontier of fear, you know, the places we don't want to go, the places that can be pretty pretty scary to look at or, or places where we hold or we don't want to forgive because we, we, we don't want to mourn the loss of something or we don't want to feel these feelings. Feelings are such a gateway to frontiers that many of us are shoving down and repressing. An interesting concept. How, how do you relate to that? Because it's important to both art and the acupuncture. And, and very the much. No, yeah. very much. 
totally, both of them for me. Um, what you're talking about is our own evolution. And what you're talking about is our own ability to withstand the, mm, the fear of change. Yeah, yeah. And that um, there's been lots of books written about that and all that kind of stuff. But the thing is, on, on an energetic level, um, there is a condition in acupuncture, in, in energy medicine of acupuncture, which they call the husband-wife um, husband and wife uh, problem, which is basically where the, there's a call for you to make a major change and shift in your life. And there is response inside of you that is both excited and the other response was... And the other response is what? The, the first one? Yeah, the first is I'm excited, and the other response was what? Holy shit, no. Oh, that, that. <laughs> that one. <laughs> no, there's no way I'm going to, I mean, for Christ's sake, you know, I, I'll be killed. I'll be ridiculed. I'll be judged. I'll be, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. And so what happens in the body is there's this ambivalence that vibrates inside the core of that person's energetic field, which goes into their body. Um. And it's like this battle inside of, you know, can I let go? Will I let go? And how do I hold on to, you know, what's really significant and important to me? And that's a huge conversation inside a person's body. I just been, I think what's happening in the culture at large is this whole thrust is coming at the culture and the consciousness, uh, the cosmic consciousness of humanity on this planet is going through this exact same problem of wanting to see change, to see change, and then just so fearful, letting go of the old patterns, the old um, government processes, the, and, you know, you name it, any aspect of society that, um, that you have to let go of in order to come to some sort of new realization or some new uh, a feeling of the next evolutionary step for humanity. Right? I love I love your saying that. It, it it really does feel, and you remember, especially, well, politics is just a place to look, or government, meaning yeah. with all the people, the signs, you know, change, time for change, and right. whole political systems on, it's time for change, but then, you know, there's a place where just you put your heels, in, you know, dig your heels in, and that's fascinating. You must deal with that all the time. We all deal with it in our own lives. But this idea yeah. of I'm going to press on the accelerator and the brakes full force at the same that's time. Right. I mean, that's got to create a mess and, <laughs> and illness and all kinds of things. Well, yes, because in order to go, if you really take your foot off the brake, you're going to go into chaos. You're going to go into a world that you don't know. Mm-hmm. It's not secure like it was. Yeah. And the fear of chaos. You know, but also you're going to go into, you know, what chaos represents is possibilities. Yeah. You know, probabilities, uh, new motivations, uh, new creations. I mean, you have to be willing to go into the scary place. You know, in in nature, you know, in fall, um, you know, the, 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 the leaves are turning and stuff like that. It's like, can you let go of the leaves? And still hold on to your tree? Or are you confusing the leaf and the tree? And so the, the thing is, 
how do you let go of what's really appropriate to go into the next scary place, which is winter? And in winter, it's cold, and energy goes down deep in the earth, and it's hidden. That's a scary place to be. It's also very fecund. It's also where nature gets all its energy to create this thrust that comes through new growth in the spring. So for ourselves, is, you know, how do we help ourselves let go of... How do we... First of all, to know that we, our ambivalence is not useful. <laughs> yes, but... We really need to make a decision. And then if we make a decision... We need to be able to hold our nose and scream and get on the roller coaster ride and just be willing to be enthralled for the rest <laughs> of your life. Willing to be enthralled. Now, there's a bumper sticker I might I put on my is. car. You, wanna, you, know, you can have that. <laughs> well, first of all, thank you for that gorgeous, energetic, uh, it sounded like poetry, talking about the, what the seasons are doing and the energy of that. But there's also this approach, or I'd say, are each of our own personal perspectives on what chaos is. I mean, we're taught in many ways, and certainly doesn't fit to you, you, when you want to try and control a family as a parent or as a teacher to control a classroom or as a business person in a company. You want the rules. You want to hold it tight. You want to have things that are going to make sense. So we can have images that chaos is just darn scary, bad, horrible, frightening, whatever. But there's also beautiful chaos. And we all have experienced moments when we're just sort of flying. I, hey, Warren, I had a meditation the other day that I didn't have a meditation. What am I talking about? I was dreaming. Yeah. You I was tell me about a, it. Yes. Well, I was in a dream and all of a sudden I felt myself zip up out of my body, up into the stars, and I was out way into the galaxies. And I was just as awake and alive right now as I am, conscious as I am right here. It was, well, orgasmic. is It was beyond even that. And then I zipped back into my body, and I thought, that's a taste oh, wow. of the beautiful chaos. It was chaos. I let go. It was a flow. Well, what was chaotic for you? When you say chaos, I mean, can I turn into interviewer right now? When yes. You say it was chaos. Why was it chaos for you? What was it well, about? Well, maybe we could talk about just the moment when I could feel I was about to leave my body. And again, you think you're dreaming. And you, is it a dream? It probably is. There's a moment of, am I going to really let go and allow this? And, this, and the part just said, yes. So the, the beginning of to let go and flow, you're in really, it felt like an unknown place. And then all of a sudden you just get shot into this ecstatic place. But it was, I had to make the decision to let go and go with the ride. No, that's what I'm talking about is that, that tree and the leaf thing. Yeah. You know, let go of the leaf that you thought you were. <laughs> yeah. You're a tree. There's a lot more to you than the leaf. Yeah. If you think of yourself as a tree, and you think of one leaf saying, no, 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 <laughs> holding you back. And those, there's leaves in those trees that are like, you know, oh, my money hurt me. Oh, you know, I, you know, I was crippled when I was, I mean, all these things, and they're all wonderful. Because yeah. they torque our energy in a way that we get to experience and, and learn things. Yeah. I mean, that's why they're good. And yet, there are leaves on the tree. And at a certain point, the history has got to drop. Yeah. And the tree needs to show up in winter going, okay, this is who I am now. Mm. And let go, so, let go. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Where are my roots, and how do I... I'm in a whole new season. 
Mm. Yeah, absolutely. A whole new season. That, that, it's well, a lot that to deal with. The frontier is? The wilderness cu- being a new season. I'm curious about you, because you, when I think of you, Warren, I always think of you stepping out into new frontiers and the time you took your solo boat trip on your own and just learned to be with yourself. I mean, can you think of what is one of, a story of one of your scariest frontiers where you stepped off and went, OMG, <laughs> what happened? Do you have a story to share about one of your frontiers oh you God. faced? Oh, you should have told me that I, I should have thought about this. Scary frontier? Oh, it doesn't have to be scary, but just an experience of, yeah, okay, I'm stepping out. Yeah, I have a scary frontier, out. and it's a very, uh, it was the scariest frontier of my life, yeah. I mean, I can talk about a storm at sea, and that's very romantic and stuff like that. And if we were had more time, I would talk about that, and I'd feel really, you know, like Jack London. But the, the one that was really the scariest for me was when I was... Um, how much time do I, uh, let me just give me, uh, let me do a quick thing here. Let yeah, me, take a I moment to, to, and as you do, I'm just going to talk about you. Is that okay? Because. Sure, you're going to talk at the same time I'm talking? No, no, I thought no, you were no, going okay, inside to be me. quiet. I won't interrupt. Go I'll ahead. be quiet. Um, so I had, I, I was involved in a business venture. Uh, that I was really confused about. I had been with Celestial Seasoning, and I was the marketing guy for the Celestial Seasoning, the herb tea company. So I, you know, helped Celestial Seasoning in my own way to become extremely successful. And then, like you said, I, I lived in Finhorn, a, a spiritual community. And then I came back out of that, and I was back into the, um, the co- American culture and wondering what I was going to do with my life. And there was an opportunity with the person who I was with with Special Seasoning to actually create a company that created a product that was herbal cigarettes, which were herbal. It wasn't, didn't have any tobacco or anything like that, but it was herbal, which herbal composite, herbal rem, uh, not remedy, but a combination that when you smoked it, it was those were actually to help heal the lungs. Nice wow. idea. Um, unfortunately, it smelled like pot. And two is oh. that he, even though it had all the healing properties uh, in these herbs, um, two years into this investigation of uh, a uh, business venture I was in, we realized it had just as much tar as cigarettes. Uh-huh. Wow. And then just as I was going to present it, into, bring it into a marketplace, which was in Australia, uh, Winston... Um, cigarette company put out a, uh, a, a what do you call it a cigarette that was made out of corn silk and they flooded the market with that and everyone bought it and they just hated it and anything that had to do with alternative to any kind of cigarette everyone just said no way that we're not going to touch any of that just mm-hmm. as I was going to launch my marketing thing so what really happened is that the whole thing fell through and here, me and my idea and pride that, you know, I was going to actually create something that was going to be good for people and all that kind of stuff, I was slapped right in my face. Mm-hmm. I lost all my money, and I lost even more than the money that I had. I was uh, living on a farm in Maine at the particular time, and um, I had absolutely no money. What was nice was that I had a garden, 
that was organic, uh, and I was renting this place, and um, I, I remember reading something in the Taoist, the Taoist says, says unless a man, could have said woman, but, you know, that's the old days, mm-hmm. unless a man learns to plant his own seed and eat off the land of his own harvest, he will never know the secrets of the universe. And I said to myself, here I am, devastated emotionally. But one thing I do have is I have an organic garden, and I can plant seed in there, and I can learn how to, to, to really uh, save, save the food and all that kind of stuff, live off the land. Yeah. And I did it. And, I, you know, one of those things was it was the worst moment of my life, most terrorizing, scary in which I was really trying to follow my passion, listening carefully to my own intuition. And I was thrown over a cliff yeah. uh, on a spiritual level. And I was humiliated mm. on a human level. And how do you still say yes? When, when you go through something like that, how do you still say yes, that you're going to still follow your intuition, you're going to still follow what what is really trying to come through, saying this is what you need to do, even though it doesn't make sense. Yeah. It takes so much trust. It also takes healing that wound and all, but what happened for you? What did you do? I think we're... What I did was it transformed me into really wanting to understand the, the laws of nature, and it threw me into becoming an acupuncturist, which is a whole other story. That's what, that's what did it, huh? Yeah. Through, wow. So out of this devastation or going in the wrong path, it was you were thrown into a path that you really did want to have, but it, it certainly didn't feel like it at the time. <laughs> <laughs> well... But what I did, I'll just be really quick on this, is that I went to the, in my humiliation and stuff like that, I would go to the barn every day and take a hose and beat the post mm. to keep my emotion alive because I knew that if I shut down my emotion, something would, awful would happen to me, probably mm. to cancer or whatever it was. And so I'd go out and just keep beating the post with all my frustration and anger. And then one day after doing that for probably about two or three months, I was being the post and just, you know, keeping the emotional life. All of a sudden I just burst into this enormously huge crying jag. Mm-hmm. And this voice came in into my ear and said, healing. And I said, thank you very much, healing. What in the hell does that mean? <laughs> I'm healing. I should do healing, or do I need to see someone to healing, or whatever it is. And so I only got the word healing, but as soon as I started thinking about healing, I realized that in, when I went to college, early on I started on as a um, pre-med student, but I didn't like the medical model, so I dropped out. Yeah. And, and the other thing was that healing was that I loved Eastern medicine. And Eastern thought, I'm sorry, Eastern thought, not Eastern medicine. Mm-hmm. And so all of a sudden when it said healing, it's like, oh, I'm going to understand something about healing between East and West. And then through a series of events, I became an acupuncturist, and that's... 
but the the thing that I'm trying to say is that when you you know you pursue your 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 passions and your desires and even your intuitions, it doesn't always take you to a comfortable place. Yeah, it takes you to some scary places. I don't I, I don't know how any of us can get through life without going to scary places. We're going to be in either denial with them or be in the flow with them, and. Um, so what do you what do you suggest to help people do that? I'm well, one of the, one of the techniques I do give to people is I say you, to learn the craft of stopping telling the stories in the head, but to allow yourself to open that third chakra. And I feel this river of emotion flow through me. And um, I, I, sometimes it's a trickle. Sometimes I imagine there's a plate on my belly, and I'm just lifting that plate like a mm. dike that's going to let the the and I, and I say inside myself, I give myself full permission to release my feelings, my emotions. And then I, I sense them as a trickle, and then they become a flow. Sometimes I feel a log jam behind me. But because mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, rec- I recently had uh, an interaction with somebody I was working with, and I just realized that, you know, it was just they did something that just made me livid. And once I could own the situation say, okay, that person is inside of me, I see that part of me that, would, that has done that, is, is that... <laughs> And then I did the ownership piece, and then I opened my third chakra. And it was like having a, an earthquake in my belly. Bang, 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 bang. And it was kind of fun to yeah, feel my body know, when just... The, when you really get to right. Oh, you feel it's you going, it right. and the anger's flowing, and it's <laughs> flowing, and going, wow, I had an earthquake, belly earthquake for about 10 minutes, you know. But then I also have, you know, can have some heart orgasms that come after that. Yeah. I mean, so let's talk about all the energetics that can happen in the in the chakras. But, you know, when, I, when that happens, I know that the anger, the rage, the whatever, the fear is, and sometimes what is some of the worst, so I hate, in, not indebtedness, but I'm bringing some of my, my, my least favorite emotions <laughs> <laughs> but you Much feel them flowing. Yeah, you feel them flowing, and then you just this peace comes over you, and clarity, and all of a sudden, oh, I'm back. You know, I'm in my power. That's kind of how I do it. But for all of you out well, there, you know, that's, yeah. go ahead. Uh, do we have a few seconds? Oh yeah, we do. I was just going to say how you know I was just how what a fantastic acupuncturist you are. You can get to the root of anything. You always amaze me how you do what you do. But go ahead. What were you going to say? Well, it's, it's the feeling the feelings and letting them go through, and then you have the energy. That's right. To work with. You know, and the, the, the thing about going through change, the fall to winter kind of change, or going into chaos um, for a new paradigm shift and all that kind of stuff, is um, what you need to do, what I always encourage my clients and friends to do is when you get really scared is jump up and shake your body all over and just say, oh, I'm so scared, I'm so scared, and just, you know, shake. And you can only do that for about a half a, half a minute before you're exhausted. <laughs> and what happens is that you move the energy at, through your body, which is the fear. And what that fear does is it just actually gives you juice to carry on with your investigation of the next thing. I love your saying that, you know, and you watch animals like cats or whatever, they just shake it off. And you know that if you aren't going to shake it off and you're going to stick with it, you're going to be telling yourself boring stories over and over again for the next several decades or forcing it into the body and getting sick. I mean, we, it's amazing that humanity in some ways is, it still has that idea that we can still just swallow those feelings and 
But oh my gosh, we have to have other ways to get get it out. I guess no, it's really changing, isn't running, it? Whatever. It is absolutely changing. Well, we we didn't. We still have more time. A little bit more time here. We didn't get into the strange attractor, but. I think what we're talking about here is is pivotal to each of us and all of you out there who you do have an edge, someplace you don't want to go. Oftentimes you don't want to go because you don't want to feel a feeling or face that fear or whatever that might be. And that's an important piece to, you know, stretching into a new frontier. So, Well, if you didn't have that piece, you wouldn't be stretching into a new frontier. That's the reframe. <laughs> You have to have that. You're not going to, you know, I was a skier, and, you know, you don't, if, if you don't fall, you're not trying to learn something new. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you have, if you're really going to go someplace, I feel, I feel so strongly about this, you can hear it through my voice. I've seen it too many times, is that you've got to feel fear, otherwise, not, otherwise you're not really engaging with something new. Fear is the emotion of engaging with something new. It's not a bad emotion. It's a perfectly fine emotion, and it has function in your body. It moves you. So, you know, this whole thing is you're not supposed to feel fear is is ridiculous. I hope you do. I remember, too, that you know, fear and excitement can also feel sometimes sort of close. Um, I think so. <laughs> I, re- I remember when I was teaching uh, coaching at the, for, the, for the CTI Coaches Training Institute, and mm-hmm. we, had, we would teach people like, in the class to just jump up and down and go, yay, I failed, I failed. You know, we get really excited and jumping up and down <laughs> celebrating, whoopee, I just failed. And, and it, it just would turn it all around. Mm-hmm. Right. We have about three minutes left. We're going to be just closing this down pretty shortly here. But um, I want to remind all of you out there that you just go see this beautiful artwork of Warren's at www.wbellows.com. We didn't talk too much about his floral acupuncture where he actually uses the, the meridians and then with the Bach flower remedies and how all of you, we're going to have to do a show on that, Warren, just on that alone because having this kit of, of the flower essences and having Warren's book with the acupuncture points, you can actually shift an emotion immediately by putting the certain essence, flower essence, on a certain acupuncture point. We will. Well, we'll let's do another show on that one. But just uh, since we only have about two minutes, I want to Thank you so much for being here today, Warren. And it's I always hope a... I didn't dominate the conversation with my enthusiasm. <laughs> Are you kidding? Well, this is what we wanted today, a good conversation. We missed the, the mysterious or the strange yeah, or the weird. And I just love that you're inspiring people to be their own leaders and leaders for all of us. Um, and legendary leaders is exactly oh, the perfect word is... Um, you know, we all got to do what we got to do here, and yeah. you know, we'll be a lot of there'll be a lot of unsung heroes, but we'll have a party afterwards. <laughs> we certainly will. We certainly we will, will have such a good party. Yeah, this is not legendary leaders. Oh yes, give that to your ego. No, this is no. we are the wave that is is taking exactly what's happening. all of us into an extraordinary future, and you no, are so it's exactly what's happening. I am so grateful for that I get I get to live near you and go to you when I need a real treatment. <laughs> Thank you so much, beautiful friend. I'm so glad you're here today. Bye-bye, sweetheart. You're Bye-bye. wonderful. Take care. Thank, Thank you, you too. Bye. Bye. And that's all the time that we have today. Thank you for listening. Uh, we didn't see anybody calling in. We certainly do like it when you do call in. We'll do that another time. 
But we want to, I'll just mention this again, please visit and join our Legendary Leader Facebook page where you can go to get news and information about the show. And again, just click and Google whatever, facebook.com, and then put in the, uh, when you're searching Legendary Leaders Radio Show, and you'll come upon the page so you can sign up or join us. And please tell your friends about it as well. So I want to thank all of you for listening to Legendary Leaders Answering the Higher Calling. It's such a privilege for me to do this show and to connect with all of you. It's an honor to support all of you unsung heroes on your journey to become the legendary leaders that you're destined to be. And until next week, I send you my love and best wishes. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in this week for Legendary Leaders. Maria Danley invites you to join her for another inspiring show next Tuesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave channel. Have a wonderful week.